Well, 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 it's the premiere episode of the NXT show here and for Bodyslam.net. I'm the one, the only throwback. What's good? We got the lone wolf over here. As I say on the Wicked Crazy Pinfall, what's up, bud? How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. Hyped after that uh, that awesome NXT 2.0 show. Uh, this is the type of content that I uh, that I've wanted whenever I started watching WWE and wrestling again. Uh, so I was I was really excited. Uh, it and it was it was really good. So yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. Um, so yeah. I mean, for me, it was like an ebb and flow for the most part. There's certain things that we'll talk about that I actually liked a lot. And some of it, I was just like, well, it was kind of, you kind of figured that's the way WWE NXT was going to head. But we'll get to all that stuff out. But let's start with the first match and we'll go from there. And this card was action packed. A lot of this stuff happened during this, uh, this card that was fluctuating and stuff. We'll get to the nitty gritty, but why don't we kick off with the unification match? And for me, for the most part, it was like an up and down kind of thing. When I was talking to you or right before we had everything, we were talking about a few things that didn't seem performed right. So what were your thoughts on the match? And what did you think about certain things that happened that seemed out of sorts? Can you hear me, man? We're live. <laughs> well, I don't know if you can hear me, man. Let's go. Yeah, it's your turn to talk. <laughs> this is going to be an interesting first show. <laughs> well, I guess um, we got the producer kick in for right I'm now. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm in my bed. I'm not even doing my um, correct backdrop, but it's Carmelo. I can talk about Carmelo all day, any day. Um, oh, yeah. That, you got the Boston connection right there, man. The New England yeah. thing. Carmelo's my dude. Uh, I really like this match from him, actually. I thought it was one of his stronger matches. Uh, you did mention a botch when we were talking off air. Um, I honestly didn't even really notice it. I was more so just, like, focused on the fact that Carmelo was doing really good in his transition. <laughs> like that. So, um, what did you think? I, I, I thought the match was kind of like a back and forth, like a classic back and forth match. It did tell a little bit of a story how they both really wanted to prove who was the best. Yeah. But obviously the way the NXT brand compared to and I'm and you'll hear me compare on the on the show compared to the old NXT and this because I grew up watching the original NXT and right. just right before that. It kind of reminded me of um like Sammy and Nakamura a little bit, just the way it was a back and forth and every which one of these guys wanted the most. The one thing I did mention to you and I mentioned about the botch was there was a moment in the match where it was a reverse leg drop that Carmelo was trying to land, but Strong didn't get the other leg on the rope properly, which kind of is concerning because if Hayes hit that match, hit that move wrong, we would be talking about, you know, Roderick Strong possibly pulling his hamstring, blowing a knee or something like that. But luckily, Strong got the other leg up. But the problem with that whole thing for me was is that he was too close to me from the way the camera was sitting to the rope. And then they did the whole, you know, replay on it, and it still looked like it was too much. Right before he hit that move, he had to lean back real quick. And it probably from 
my angle, it didn't get much of an impact, as commentary stated. But it was very interesting to see how both of these guys work. Now, do I think this is going to be the last match of the series? No, I think they're going to end up going a couple of ones all the way up to a takeover because this has a setup to feud all the way up to Mania for the most part for NXT. I don't know if that's going to happen, but it's very interesting to see these two guys working dynamic. Obviously, being a homer, Massachusetts, uh, <laughs> if this jersey says anything in the hat, um, I really think Carmelo is very talented. I think he will be NXT champion within the next year. We'll talk about the main event a little bit, but I still think there's a lot of potential for him. They're just getting like the ironically the diamond mine um they're just starting to break the diamond uh, like the diamond seal on the on the whole rough kind of idea with him being a heel but i think prolong wise i think he's going to turn in and then eventually if they don't pull i pray to god they don't pull the main roster card on him i think he could be the next tomaso champa and just transition into that role where he has enough clout eventually to say whether he wants to be main roster or NXT. I I agree. I love Carmelo. I don't know if it's because he's from Boston. I think he's a beautiful, beautiful man. I went on the Distraction podcast, and he was the only person on my power rankings from WWE um, that I found attractive. I don't, that he is a stunning man. Um, I think he has like actual star potential. Um, I could see him doing something on the main roster pretty soon. I think we'll see him maybe in like the Royal Rumble. I think that would be interesting to see, um, to see him mix it up with some people back on the main roster. Um, I, I, I'm not completely sure what Roddy's direction is right now. Um, I think there's so many people in the diamond mind. I mean, I get that they all do different things, but I feel like he might take a little bit of a backseat while Creed and Julius, well, Julius Creed and the other one, I forgot his name. Um, go on to have their little um, Dusty Tag classic um, run. I I don't know if they're going to continue to push for this feud because they're retiring like the Cruiserweight title. I think they're going to try to find a new challenger for um, Carmelo. I think they're going to try to go for somebody younger too also, which will be interesting to see. I think maybe like a Odyssey Jones would be interesting or something like that, um, but I'm not exactly sure. The way, though, with Carmelo is, is that they seem high on him, and which is great. But the thing also is, that's why I said Roderick, I think after Mania, there are very a lot of potential feuds. Now, we, we usually go in order with a lot of these things, but I want to bring up a promo real quick because that kind of got me thinking. There's one title that this one person got a promo who wants to go to the moon. Yes, I finally <laughs> said it after a long time. Um, he's back. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. But what I was saying is, I think Cameron Grimes is going to eventually, with this whole thing with Roderick, it's going to ping off of Roderick and it's going to give Grimes an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> give uh, give uh, Grimes the opportunity to possibly go for a, a major title. Now, I don't think. The in the NXT titles in the cards just yet, but I know they're so high on them that the possibility of having Cameron Grimes, which would be interesting, you could play off the million dollar title 
and get him where he, originally everybody thought he would be by before now would be the NXT uh, North American Championship. So it's a possibility that you push Carmel through a feud with Roderick to give him more speed to get it, get that and then give him Grimes because now the progression on that, on that fantasy booking is you're getting closer and closer to Carmelo to let go of that North American title, say next year. And let's say Braun breaker is still the champion at that point. There is your main event feud going into the 2023. So you're going to have that progression where you're making him look Two great top performers in NXT, the old guard slash new guard, and they're passing along the torch so they can make him look even better. All major talent like Tommaso, like he did tonight, um, Roderick Strong, you know, let's say Grimes does it. They put these younger guys over and teach them to basically pay it for it. I think we see Braun on the main roster by SummerSlam officially. And I think that title's going to Carmelo after that. So I think it's going to be a little bit faster because I don't know if they can – I don't know if they can keep their hands off of Braun for that long. Like, I don't trust them long enough to let him build and be a star that way. Um, but I think that as we get closer to um, – like, you know when they do, like, the WrestleMania NXT weekend stuff? Yeah. Like, right in there, I'm thinking that's when we're going to start to see, like, LA Knight come back and maybe do some stuff with the younger guys also. Like like you said, kind of putting them over as well. Um, I, I'm also engaged to see if they continue this Pete Dunne, um, Tony D'Angelo thing. I, I know we'll talk about it a, a little bit later, but I thought that it was a very odd pairing, and I I don't know if that's the right thing for Pete to be doing right now. Yeah, I got a couple of ideas on that and thoughts on that, too. So, overall, the match ended just a lot of ways people thought I was really surprised that they let it go as long as they did, but it's a title match anyways, but it was really good. It was like I said, it was like Nakamura and Zane in the NXT realm when they first start, but that's why I think they're going to push it a little bit more further and make it like a, the way they did with Ciampa and breaker. But I think with, over time, Hayes getting more and more and Roger showing him more and more. It's going to give, even though Carmelo has this unbelievable confidence, it's going to give him another level to get to that point, like you said, to get that main card title. And eventually, you know, it'll show him, show people how good he is now, but how much potential he has later. So that's why I was pointing that out. Um, the match itself was amazing. It pretty much was close enough to be the ma- match of the night, but in my, my opinion, match of the night, Carmella was in it. My match of the night. <laughs> story. Yeah. But for me, it, the, the match of the night was something else. So we'll get to that stuff as we go on. Um, you did mention the dusty cup. It's interesting though for me that they're going to do it in two weeks but do you think that the women should start in two weeks too because usually it would make sense to have both of them at the same time guys but eventually what will end up happening is is that you know february comes and you're got one tournament two weeks in advance so eventually you're hoping the women's championship meets up at like at a takeover probably mania since we're starting at rumble I would like to see both of these tournaments start at the same time and end 
at least close to the same time. So that way you get it both crown and plus you could set up if you do it before takeover, let's say Valentine is a massacre. If they pull out some of this stuff like they've done in the past um, and just have the champions for the tags set up at the takeover four and then, you know, have NXT represented because rent mania is two nights. So there's plenty of opportunity there. Yeah. Why, what do you think about um, the dusty cup and the timing of it? So um, I think it's I think it's cool. I was surprised uh, that uh, that they had a tag team tournament that was called the Dusty Cup. I was really surprised whenever they whenever they uh, showed that vignette. I was I was surprised, but uh, it seems to be cool. I don't really know a lot of the tag teams, so I'm really intrigued to check uh, check them all out in the in the tournaments. And then as far as the placement, I uh, I agree with you that uh, I, I I I would like them to start at the same time and end around the same time um i don't know how how uh if, if it's like they have the same amount of tag teams for both the, for both divisions or not i don't know because you know i haven't been watching this for very long it's the you know i think like the last three or four weeks but uh yeah if that, uh if possible that would be really cool most of the tag teams are good besides briggs and jensen that's all i had to say i i think that for the first time ever we will see a two-time dusty cup championship in the men's I think that the possibility that they are going to give uh, Kat and the Zaro's team the opportunity to shine this time around because obviously there's no powerhouses in this tournament other than the champions themselves, you know. And it, it's just, it's just I'm hoping for a good women's tag series compare and last year was great it was really built well but i think because the lack of amount of women in nxt for the most part i think that other than you know toxic attraction i just see just you know cadence Caden and you know catanzaro basically having the go to push it I think the finals will for the women's will be Indy Hartwell and her partner. I'm sorry, I'm bad with names, but I I really think that it'll that promo that they did for the match for next week, I think both of those teams will be in the finals for the most part. Now, I really think MSK is gonna be in there. And I think eventually they'll meet Imperium for the titles after winning the Dusty Cup again. Mm-hmm. But there's so many good tag title teams in NXT, and I'm surprised that NXT is going this way compared to where the main roster is just, you know, well, let's just say Raw's horseshit. So what are your yeah. thoughts oh, on yeah, it's, it's really all cool. these things going on? So uh, I, I think it's, it's really cool. And I appreciate the at the insight as well, because, uh, you know, like I said, I haven't been watching this the product or this product for very long. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and from the, the way that the story seems to be going, I expect the same thing with uh, MSK go, uh, winning the, the Dusty Cup and, and challenging Imperium. It, it just seems like that's where it's going, at least as far as uh, from what I'm seeing from, you know, what their what the storyline is. So, yeah, I, I could definitely see that happen. I mean, for me, it's more sort of the, uh, the opportunity of giving new tag teams the opportunity to be seen especially the way they do the dusty cup it's amazing how they do it but i 
I can see MSK winning it for the second time. MSK reminds me is a tag team more so as, you know, Balor and Joe, just not because of style, but just presence wise, just because Joe is just this big, huge thing and Balor was. But if you have to compare it to the version one NXT, it's mostly a lot of mix and match, but I th- can be honest with you, and this is a really good compliment. I think they're more the lines of FTR slash revival where they're so technically okay. sound and so intricately based and greatness. And you could feel how much they want to make tag team wrestling better. It's just one of those things I can see eventually MSK and let's say FTR's contract expires. They come back for a one-off in WWE just to say thank Hunter or something like that. And those two tag teams go at it. And that would be epic. And I, I MSK for me is going to win the, the Dusty Cup for the second time. I wouldn't be surprised if they go against somebody who's um, – that everybody is high on on a younger scale, but I really think MSK is the the top NXT ta- uh, tag team in the whole brand right now. Gotcha. Good to know. And it sure seems like it, considering they're at the forefront of, uh, at least they have been since I've been watching. So, yeah. Well, it's a perfect way to... This also talking about the Dusty Cup also gives a perfect segue. We're going to talk about, or a little earlier, about the, the three-man tag. Walter... Imperium, just very big presence um, against, you know, bro. <laughs> Every time Riddle says bro, the bro. first thing I think about is Pokemon. Like, slow, bro. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. There's more there, There's more piping laying down in, in freaking with Riddle doing moves than anything. Yes, piping. You can see it all here. Um, <laughs> we need a got piping it. counter to get that going. Um, but this match for me was the match of the night. Walter was hard hitting for the one thing. All those chops were deadly. Each person got their own moves in there and stuff. And Imperium took the bulk of the work for the most part in MSK. And they made Riddle look great also. But that way that finish was with that whole brain buster combination move and then on top of that riddle hitting you know the brittle ton or whatever you want he calls it now hitting the rko afterwards was really interesting there was walter being walter but what did you think of the way it ended because for me being the match tonight because it was fast paced it was action-packed you could hear the chops and riddle's reaction to getting chopped by walter was just perfect um but for me i think that Having Imperium, their tag team, literally taking the pin and keeping Walter strong is going to set something up for Riddle to say, hey, I beat you. You're not unbeatable. You don't have a title, and you this is your, technically your second loss. I can see Riddle and Walter literally making a match at some point. And it draws a lot of people back into it. So Walter's presence kind of has like that stoic. Obviously, he's a big man, but he kind of reminds me of Big Show, where it's just like where Paul White was originally the giant in WCW, 
where it was just he doesn't say much, but when he does, you pay attention. And those chops, god dang. Um, what are your thoughts on the the three man tag match? And I liked how the, the entrance was with Riddle and MSK. I liked how Imperium handled it. But for me overall, this was the match of the night because of how fast paced it was, how intense it was. For me, I was more invested into this just because of the previous week where they were doing the promote promos and stuff like that. And it was a nice touch having coming out with the scooters and stuff. Can you hear me quiet? I think he froze. Producer, can you come help me, please? <laughs> I, you hear me at all, man? I don't hear him. Hey! I'm back. <laughs> I have a funny feeling it's going to be you and me for the most part because I think he's having technical difficulties. So this is a great way to start the whole first show for the NXT review post show. There's always something that happens. It's just the chaos. It's okay. It's the body slam style, I think. It's part of the alert. Uh, I I absolutely love this stuff. I mean, come on, man. Look at the gauntlet our freaking BB put down uh, on that show. I mean, come on. Um, and one of these times I will have on this X NXT post show, the Wicked Crazy title. I will show that title. It's very nice. Um, but that's neither here nor there. That'll be another week. Um but what were your thoughts on the three-man tag, considering the fact that I just kept blabbering for a few minutes? Um, I, I saw literally thought from, it was a night. I literally thought it was the match of the night. I saw a tweet from one of my mutuals on Twitter, basically just saying that he thought that um, Walter's power was turned down. Like, you know, on a video game when, like, somebody said, like, a 97 overall, they thought that he was in, like, his 60s, like a 68 or something like that. And I, I kind did of notice he was pulling his chops and a little bit, but the sound yeah. was deafening. Um, I the first chop he gave to Riddle looked kind of weak for Walter Chop to me. Um, and that was like the sign to me. I was like, okay, this seems like he's watered down a little bit. Um, and that gives me the sign that he might be moving to the states because originally they were just using him as an attraction and like a violent attraction, I guess you could say. Um, so like if this is what he's going to be doing and he's going to be working as often as he would if he's in the States. I think that's what he's going to have to start doing is he's going to have to start dialing it back. Um, I love MSK. I'm a huge MSK fan. Um, and then to see Riddle here, I mean, Sean broke the news earlier that it likely would have been Jeff Hardy in this position. Um, so I, I thought that would have been interesting to see. Um, I'm, I'm not really liking the MSK Riddle gimmick, though. I don't know. It just... Really? It's, like kind of just bland like i, I mean i, I get it. you're making jokes and stuff and it's funny but like just give them something else like they're they're entertaining high flyers they really don't need to just be smokers too well i mean okay. you can understand why i compare msk to ftr a little bit because it it's not sore move set and how their styles are it's just you could feel for their passion for tag team wrestling yeah and that's what ftr does you you they state it, but you can feel it. There's a difference. There's a presence about when they're tagging and stuff. I'm surprised that you didn't like the riddle stuff and stuff like that because I live in Massachusetts. Obviously, I mean, look at the Patriots' garb and stuff like that. 
But I mean, for me, more so, it reminded me when I was in California for a while and it just gave you that laid back, comfortable feeling when you saw the promos. It's like MSK wasn't try- was trying to figure out where they're going at that point when I was watching it. But real added that little extra spice, that California feel where because MSK has sometimes the personality like they're from that air that era where it was just like surfer laid back kind of culture where and it made me nostalgic a little bit to about how california style of things are compared to massachusetts new england i mean we got chowder and they have surfboards i mean come on it it that's why i think they're more with heart lies is FTR, but those vignettes are showing that they're willing to open everything up and broaden everything and change certain aspects, not of who they are, but adapt and become a lot more enter at more personal. But the main thing is so long as they keep that feeling, then everything will be okay. I, um, I would have given them a rave gimmick, like the gimmick that Casey and Caden have right now. I would have given it that I would have given that to them instead. Um, and I would have put them with Jeff Hardy. I think that would have been a perfect pairing if they would have switched it a little bit and like maybe turned it a little bit towards the party side because they already have all the glow and the high flying and all that stuff. Um, but I think I would if I'm looking at NXT, I think I would compare GYV more to FTR than I would MSK. I mean, I get what you're saying about like the tag team stuff and them um sharing the same wavelength of like loving tag team wrestling. Um but I think that GYV might be a sleeper in this tournament. If they finally are going to give them that title push, I think this could be what sets them over the edge. Um, they haven't been on TV in a little while, to my knowledge. I didn't see them this week. I don't think we saw them last week. So I don't know where they are, but I would love to see them win the tournament. There's a lot of people that haven't been on that NXT that I think that should. I mean, I'm a huge Dexter Loomis fan. I think what he does... if him the whole the way marriage kind of thing kind of turned me off but if you keep dexter the way he was without indie and stuff like that that's a viable <laughs> champion right there that's somebody who could take the nxt ball and make it run if they do it right but you know they do they do a lot of people dirty in wwe overtime i mean i i honestly can't wait to see where MSK and Imperium go, that's going to be a knockout dragout fight. But I'm also excited to see where everything else lies. Like you said, Walter's probably going to be working in the States and he's got to wire it down. But Walter stating that he doesn't want to work in the States in the past and it's been documented is kind of conflicting for me because I want to see Walter at his best, like the Dragunov. I, 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 from what I heard um, and saw reports of, it seems like he's coming over here. Him and his girlfriend, um, Jenny, seem happy enough to kind of take some time over here now. I, I still am hesitant on that stuff because I mean things can change day to day, especially in the world of COVID that we live in. Um. But for me, I want that Walter that had that Dragunov matches, that he had the two of them, and 
beat they beat the holy hell out of each other and it's just exciting to see where things end up now talking about msk and riddle was a good way to segue towards that promo promo we are and i'm going to mention this and we'll run down the card after before the show ends how we're getting finally aj styles and nxt yes it might have been the jeff hardy spot but we're getting a j freaking styles in nxt and that promo he get it was it wasn't like heel aj it was like he was coming off very sincere and then grayson comes out and bees exactly what grayson does a royal dick <laughs> so i think for me i'm excited for next week more so just to see aj well this this little it gave us a little glimpse of what could be but I want to see Pitbull, Vince McMahon's Pitbull in NXT, AJ Styles just go rickshaw all of it. I We mentioned Braun Breaker a little bit, and we'll mention the match in a, in a little while. But I think if they are seriously, <laughs> excuse me, if they're serious enough to keep AJ, give him some time with his family because – Florida is the Georgia's the next state from Florida, and where he probably lives is probably like an hour flight away from, you know, Orlando. I mean, instead of going on to, uh, can you now hear us? Yeah, I can. I can hear y'all. Can y'all hear me? Uh, yeah, finally. Okay, but yeah, before before our lovely producer leaves, I want to get her opinion on this. Hey. I am just being honest. I'm a gentleman. Um, I love my girlfriend to death. Let's just leave it at that. Um, I think that with AJ coming into NXT, it's a game changer. I think if they keep AJ here, it gives him an opportunity to do something he's never done. Now, for me, I want to ask you guys this. What is your true current generation WWE grandson? Because for me, it's completely different than what people say. Well, uh, what do you mean by like current WWE Grand Slam? Like, what do you mean? Well, the current standard for WWE Grand Slam champions are getting at the Universal Title, the WWE Title, the Intercontinental, the United States Champion, a Tag Team Champion. On either brand, all right, and then don't they include the money? NXT, no, and it, it's just titles. NXT title. Yeah. There are not many people that could say they do it. Like I, the one person that pops into mind is Seth. Now, if you talk about the old Grand Slam title, Miz would be categorized in this. But for me, NXT is a viable entity, so it should be considered a big name that hasn't has done it all he's been the intercontinental the united states champion tag team champions on both brands he hasn't gotten the universal title but i bet you he will but he's had the wwe champion he didn't get like he said in the promo aj stated that he wished he could have gone to nxt but he started at the rumble and just got rocked out he, that's aj but being in nxt now especially a lot of people want to be close to home with COVID for emergencies. This gives AJ the proper time 
to actually go after an NXT title and say, hey, I've done it on every single level. I've done it on every single wrestling promotion in the world. Literally nobody can touch my legacy because I've done it. Um, but for me, AJ and Grayson is going to be phenomenal. Pardon the pun. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, uh, so as far as like the NXT grand slam, uh, champion thing, uh, I didn't really think about it. (laughs) Uh, I just, you know, uh, saw it as sort of like a stat thing on like Wikipedia and stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that it should be, you know, one of the world titles, uh, maybe two of them. Uh, and I think it should include the NXT if uh, like going forward for like younger, younger people, whenever, like, especially when we get to the point for where, uh, where like everyone's going through there or mostly everyone. Uh, so I, I think that that'd be a good idea. I will make a bold prediction for the next two years. Don't be surprised if Becky ends up in NXT because that's the only title she's never held So for women's side. But the three out of the four horsewomen are Grand Slam champions. It's just that would be the one thing that Becky can't say she hasn't had, and everybody could do a promo and say, hey, you didn't get this one, but everybody else has that. Um, so I think for AJ, that's the one thing he probably wants to do and just have that NXT title for a short time and say, Hey, I did it. Go back to the main roster and chase after that universal title. That would be great. That, that, that would be awesome. I think that would be really cool. If, uh, if we could get that, uh, especially if it means that he's a face now, which it sure seems like he is. Well, I mean, I think after everything that's happened with him, I think at this point in his career, he's willing to just, I, and I'm going to talk about this uh, a lot here and there. I think he's in the undertaker area. I think he pat that Mark passed Mark Calloway passed the torch to him and be like, Hey, you're this generation version of me. You need to push the next generation even further. So I'm looking forward to seeing this match for next week. We'll talk more about in depth of what we think and how it will go, because I think on this show, it's much interesting to run down the card and give our uh, guesses to see what happens and then possibly go from there. Um, Other than that, a lot of stuff (laughs) with your technical difficulties, man. Uh, What was your idea? I'm so sorry. On that. Oh, don't worry about it. What's your thoughts on that triple threat? Well, not the triple. So, yeah, the triple threat we'll get into, but I'm talking about the th- uh, yeah. three man tag. Yeah, so the three man tag I thought was really awesome. Uh, it, I think it is my match of the night, um, and I really, really liked uh, MSK. I, lo- I love their offense. I-, I loved every single second of it, uh, and I-, I love Riddle a lot. Uh, I think he's really cool, uh, and then. Um, as far as Imperium, I thought it was really awesome. This first time I had seen any of them, including Walter. And I've, I, uh, <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be a fur- fun first show. Why not, right? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll keep I, up here. We'll, we'll see. I have a feeling he'll be back in a second, but we shall see. I'm sorry for all the technical difficulties today, guys. Hey, it wouldn't be a first show without one. 
I mean, this is the the first show of the NXT post show. There are going to be many more to come. And you'll see new people pop in as guests, too. So, I mean, it'll be I, fun to see I, how I, things go. <laughs> uh, so, so, did it cut out while I was talking? Yes. It froze. Okay. What was the last thing that that uh, that was heard that, that y'all heard? I asked you about the the three man tag, and you just went out. Pretty much. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, I thought it was really great. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I thought, it, uh, like you said, it was really fast paced, and I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the high flying of MSK. Uh, they're really cool. Um, hold on, I do have a couple Walter. of notes. What's up? The last thing I heard was Walter. Okay. So, uh, and then, uh, yeah, I really loved MSK. And then for Imperium, I, I really, really like them as well. Uh, they seem to be like really, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know really how to describe it, but they, they seem like really like legit as far as like, be, like on the mat stuff. So that always excites me. And Walter is just, that's the first time I had, uh, I had ever seen anything with him. So uh, I was excited uh, to check out uh, what he's about because I've just heard so much about him and those chops look brutal. <laughs> those they look really brutal, and uh, yeah, uh, crap. He just he, he surprised me and he's freaking massive too. I didn't expect him to be so big, <laughs> but he's he's freaking he's a massive man, and uh, I... so that was <laughs> I was like, damn, I would I would hate to be riddle. Yeah, I I think right now it's just a matter of time we see Walter be the NXT champion at some point if he is going to be full time on the states. But like we were talking about, he was pulling some of those chops. So if you want a really good match, look right. at those Dragunov matches at the for the NXT right. UK title. Um, but we're gonna go keep going and stuff like that. We got the triple threat match for the NXT women's title. We've got Mandy Rose, Raquel Gonzalez, and I can't remember. <laughs> I'm bad with names tonight. It's been a long day. Yeah. So I think I really think that there's could be an opportunity for them to like push these guys into it. But I think eventually, you know, Kara Jade's gonna end up being like I said, I'm bad with names. Come on, man. Give me a first try. Um, I think Kara Jade's going to end up being pushed into a feud more so with Raquel just to give her more of a polish. I mean, she is young. She, they, they kept mentioning her age over and over and over in commentary. Yeah, they did. Um, but the way this match standed up, it, it wasn't the best match on the card at all for me because of the fact that you knew there were going to be shenanigans <laughs> going on in the in these matches. So I mean, for me, there with the kendo stick popping up, I mean, that was kind of like, okay, you're gonna beat the the strong person with a kendo stick to chop them down and stuff, and then you're gonna pick on the the underdog here and there as the champion, Mandy. You know, it was it was just back and forth and stuff, but. I mean, come on. It, it wouldn't be an, a WWE without a freaking a crazy screwy pin at the end. I mean, 
that pin was like lazy at best because literally you just saw like one arm and the other leg is squaling out and about. It's just, you know, I, 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 I thought that Mandy being champion is great and NXT, but I would expect more from this match the way they build it a little bit. I don't like Mandy <laughs> as champion at all. That's, dude. I, I don't like Raquel as champion either. I feel like we got the the women's championship in NXT messed the hell up. Ember Moon should have been champion. Then we should have did something with Taya. I don't like where this is right now. Um, but I hope Cora wins it eventually. She shouldn't have been the one to take the pin. I thought it was going to be Raquel. I would have preferred Raquel, to be honest. Um, I just hope that Manny doesn't beat Io Shirai. This gimmick doesn't work for me at all. This character version of her doesn't work at all. It's hard for me to believe that... Um, with her in-ring ability that she stands up compared to all of the other former NXT Women's Champions, I'm just disappointed in this reign, I think. Maybe I sound like I'm on sour graps, but I don't know. Mandy's not for me. For me, though, Mandy, Mandy, this version of Mandy, I could be into uh, just watching it. But overall, just to nitpick certain aspects on it, I think they brought a main talent roster person down to sharpen the knife as the, as the saying would be. But the problem with Mandy is NXT champion and people comparing her to past ones, the past NXT champions, even Raquel had a, a higher regard to the title than anything. Now, I don't know if she, this is her first major title in WWE, but I think eventually Mandy will end up going against somebody who's established not raquel but like you mentioned eo but it's and i'm gonna put this name out and i'm hoping they do this but dakota is well overdue for a chance especially with the uncertainty and after next month if candace is gonna come back with um because of johnny's contract expiring so we don't know after she does something a year from then and just comes back and just goes all out. But I definitely see Dakota and Mandy feuding at some point and then they pulling the trigger and giving Dakota the title and bringing Toxic, you know, whatever the heck they are nowadays, Toxic Attraction back up and bring them to do something. I mean, the only way that's going to happen is something I don't want to watch them anywhere. I, it's just not for me. I get that I'm not the target audience, but like, still, no, thank you. Why? What do you think about them? I and and you pointed out the whole thing with Raquel not eating the, the pin. I think they're keeping her strong because eventually they're going to end up moving her after Mania up to the main roster. I don't want her there either. I don't like this women's division right now. <laughs> I just think maybe I'm being nitpicky but well they did release a lot of people and eventually like i kept saying on wicked crazy pinfalls and stuff and yeah i'm name dropping shows and stuff like that and um which will happen because i'm prideful about this place which go check out you know bodyslam.net and stuff you know check out the round table everything this place does is amazing and i'll i tell people that yeah. <laughs> but um I think eventually what will happen is that if they give Dakota the title, something big will get to happen. All these releases kind of screwed up the NXT Women's Championship. 
I still think Impact's the number one women's division in the world, but I thought NXT for a while is now too. Now NXT is the third one, and now I'm surprised to say this, but AEW is the second one, the way they're building everything up. Um, but, I mean, overall, I mean, it, the match was, nah, it, it could have been better. But, you know, that entrance with the helicopter was like a, th- <laughs> a throwback <laughs> of um, when they did the same thing for Charlotte at one of the pay-per-views of having her come down in a helicopter and stuff. So, I mean, overall, this match was just okay. It was just time filler for the most part. But, you know, what do you expect with WWE? They're not really paying attention to the women as much as they used to. Yeah, uh, I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was OK as well. Um, I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more if the finish wasn't weird like that. Uh, that was, like you said, a very lazy uh, pin. Uh, so uh, I was The theme of the day. <laughs> Can we get a counter? This has probably been a few times. Um, well, we'll get back to what he comes back or something. But um, we'll go into the next one and stuff like that. And we'll go from there. Uh, we got a new NXT champion. Hey, we, there got, we, go. <laughs> we got the one, the only Braun Breaker versus Tommaso Ciampa. Um, this match was action pack it went over the time too which was really surprising because you know usa usually likes to keep them on time for the most part on certain things but you know the pump up slam that you know champa kicked out the spear out of nowhere champa started bleeding around the eyes um for a minute there i thought when i saw that happen it kind of was like the came out like the blood socket kind of idea um for me, this was a really, really heavy-hitting, action-packed match. I'm not as much as people shine Braun Breaker. I'm one of those people in this in the whole community that's wait and see and see how things go. We've seen people go like this and stuff like that, but he is, you know, the a Steiner. So I mean, let's be real on that. But I want to wait and see more from him and see where it, the path goes on there because there've been plenty of people over the past that's gone through it. I'm happy he's champion. It gives them something else than Ciampa to hold it because Ciampa was an, is amazing champion overall, uh, an amazing performer, but I want to see what's coming next after with breaker where he goes next. You did mention Carmelo, which would be an awesome match between the two. Not yet, but, but I was just gonna say, I don't think that's I don't think that's going to happen until Takeover as Survivor around Survivor Series here in Boston. Because eventually, what will happen is is that if they do take over in Boston, and Carmelo is a Boston product, obviously, I think it'll give him a bigger pop having the title win at home than anything. And then you have Survivor Series. And then let's say they bring NXT back into it. You have Braun Breaker in the Keith Lee spot against somebody like Roman or, you know, Biggie or something like that in that position. Um, 
by the way, it it's just it's insanely how good this kid has been. But the match ends with his uh his family's finishing maneuver from Big Papa Pub, the Steiner recliner. Uh it it just was a hard hitting match. You know, you know, Willow's Bell got hit and stuff. There was a point in the match where it went in from the pump up slam into Willow's Bell, but the transition looked like he was going to drop Champa at that point. And I kind of was just like reliving, you know, the stories of him having his neck fused and stuff like that. Like I'm more leery about something like this, but what did you guys think about this match? And Braun Breaker, NXT champion, who would have thought? Um, I got real scared when I saw that table bump that um, Ciampa took right before he was oh. in. Um, like, yeah, the right Alabama Slammer. Literally, that looked so scary. And there was like whiplash too, and the table took a second to break. It was real nerve-wracking to see that, especially like with his prior injuries and everything like you mentioned. I'm excited to see Braun as champion. I was expecting this. Um, I mean, I feel like he'll be a good champion. They've been wanting to have an NXT 2.0 champion. Um, like somebody who's younger and represents what the brand is now. Um, and I feel like as we get deeper into what NXT 2.0 is, I feel like we go more back to NXT's roots with just having like really strong matches on TV. Like to me, this felt like a takeover, um, like worthy show. So I was, I was really pleased by it. Amy, Wyatt, what did you think of the main event so far? So I, uh, I really liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, both of them were, were incredible. Uh, it's my first time seeing both of them wrestle, and I was really excited, uh, especially for Braun Breaker, <laughs> because obviously, you know, his, his heritage, and he's he reminds me of Brock in the early days, where he just, he just like, looks like a freaking monster, and, uh, and he, he, he's very good, uh, and he definitely is going to be a a star if they if they if they build him up right, um, I'm I'm really excited for the future. But I, the match itself, I, I loved. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, I enjoyed all of the near falls, especially um, the the one where uh, Champion uh, counter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All these technical difficulties are going to happen. So, um, a couple of the near falls were very interesting. I don't remember anybody in history kicking out a fairy tale ending that emphatically like Breaker did. I don't remember anybody like getting out. <laughs> He's still here, audibly, audio wise. Um, I don't remember anybody you know, kicking out of a pump up slam in that fashion. Cause breaker hits that move really hard. Like you could hear the Mac go thud and just push down and spring back up and they pop up. But the main thing was, is that Tommaso's fairy tale ending. So when Ron... <laughs> when... A little bit. <sighs> um, but when Braun basically kicked out of that, sorry, Oh, one wrong. second. Sorry. Oh, wrong over this. Oh my god. Overlay galore. There you go. We're back. Um hey. I think when Braun kicked out of the fairy tale ending, I, I it was kind of like there. Someone posted a picture 
right after day one that had a picture of Roman and it had a picture of Brock and then it had a picture of, you know, Breaker and with a question mark. And somebody posted saying, who would have thought that these three guys would be champions starting 2022? And that's the way it started. So I I think that Breaker's next opponent should be somebody established and get away from Ciampa because obviously they want to push him away. It could be, you know somebody who like Escobar would be a good idea. Um, you know, put somebody who is established. Now you mentioned Pete Dunn earlier. And I think after he's done with Tony and we talked about the styles of both of them. And I think they're, you think they're not a perfect fit. I do because both of their styles are very, very hardcore old school, beat the crap out of each other. Don't oh, care yeah. about your physical aspect. Their styles so they, they play off each other so well. So that, so we'll talk about the match card, and I have to laugh about it. But I think ultimately, after Dunn is done is finished, I think Dunn will be Breaker's next. Done. Yeah, <laughs> when he's finished, I think Pete will be the next person in line for Breaker because I think what ends up happening is Breaker is going to go through all the war games wrestlers yep. all in a line and then it gets to Hayes because Hayes will say that you have the title for us who have you faced in our generation and set that up because that's the perfect lineage of having Breaker go all the way through and do it you said why he reminds you of Brock I think he reminds me of Cena they think mm-hmm. literally high of him where he they think that this might be this generation Cena I think he's not. I think he's a hybrid version of the two, but that's why I said long term. He's straight out like OVW, like yeah. he's the OVW prospect. So I'm waiting to see how things progress. I'm glad he's champion to give somebody else a, a, an idea, but I want to see who progresses and see who they line up in front of him, because if they go straight to like Von Wagner. Uh, that then you're then you're showing that you're showing you're high on him, but you're not strong on him. You giving Champa giving fuck off <laughs> all the way off. <laughs> but uh, my point is this: if you're gonna give Champa, give him the rub and give him the title, who is next in line that has a Champa cat like kind of st- not style, but just like a. Oh, what's the word? He has that pedigree. There we go. That yeah. where he has the NXT original series, like where they have <laughs> LA Knight's not an NXT original. I'm sorry. But like Pete Dunn for if Pete Dunn was part of the original NXT UK and stuff like that, that would make sense. Cameron Grimes would make sense just because of the fact that he was a part of the original NXT going towards the tail end of where they are now. Hell, like I mentioned, his name Dexter Loomis would be a perfect fit for Braun Breaker just to play with that mind game set, but it would establish him because of the fact that he's part of certain of that garb, kind of like the Chompa thing. Um, I think they but, should do Roddy. 
they got to build him back up, but Roddy would be a good one for him. Yeah, it, they have to give these well-known names that have been in NXT for a long time for him to go through in order to get to a newer version, newer competitor. Will they do it? Who knows? But the thing is, I hope they don't do pull the knee-jerk reaction like WWE has had before with some of these champions where they're so high on them, they want to give them the title, and then the person can't handle it, and they have to pull it back. Look at how many times Cena's won the championship. That's happened a few times. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. But we're going to run through the card. We're going to end up winding down because we've been here for ups and downs and ebb and flows today. So We're going to try to make it better next week. That's the only thing I can give you. I can't give you a promise, but we're going to try. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. And, and I'm going to yeah. see if any of the other guys I know can pop in, and we'll see what they're up to. I'll talk to them. But um, – well, let's start with this one. You know, we mentioned Pete Dunn and Tony D'Angelo. Crowbar on a pole match. When I fought Crowbar, when I sat on a pole match, the first thing I thought is, great, someone's going to end up breaking a hand or something again, like literally breaking it. And there's Dunn showing his hand and stuff. And I'm like, this is going to be interesting. So we'll do this to start this up. We'll talk about the matches and the card and stuff. We'll get, why don't we do this as a part of every week about for every NXT? Why don't we give a prediction on who's going to win the match? And then when it happens, we'll look back and be like, hey, we were right or we were wrong. That will be something, an interesting twist on the show because literally it'll give people a guess on who's right, who's wrong. So um, we'll start with this is that who wins out of the D'Angelo uh, Dunn match for a crowbar and a pole? Because I think so, Dunn is going to take that crowbar and destroy Tony. He ain't going to be perfect anymore. But he's definitely going to be hurting. I got Tony B. All right. Uh, I, I'm i not sure because, you know, obviously I haven't watched it for very long. But uh, I guess based off of the storyline, um, I think Pete. I think Pete. Just based off of the minimal of the storyline that I've seen That's over fair. the past couple of weeks. I think I'm just choosing Tony D to be an asshole. I think his gimmick is hilarious. Um, I do like his gimmick a lot. It's really good. We got Quinn and Escobar. Winner gets Lopez. Uh, that just sounds so horrible, the way they put that whole line for that match. He, She leaves with him or she leaves with him. It's like... What is this? A brothel? Like you're fighting over something? I mean, come on, man. So I think as I think Quinn's gonna leave with Lopez, but I think it's going to be some shenanigans in this where Escobar tries to like continue this because I don't think this is gonna end. But I think Quinn ends and Lopez is gonna be that one where it's just she plays both sides, but she's going to leave with Quinn, but she's just gonna play with both of the both guys' emotions and stuff. Um, but I think Quinn will end up leaving with Lopez at the end of the match. I have so many questions about this. Is Santos her boyfriend or are they like family? I don't understand. That's so weird. That sounds like emotional incest with their family. That's weird. I'd hope it's Zion Quinn because otherwise this is just real weird and I don't want it. So we got a match going on in the women's division. We've got uh, Petora, Hartwell, and Cho. Cho looks hilarious. Like like the Sandman kind of thing where she's just like, they ask who she is and she's like, 
my name's Cho, and she goes back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. That you was really great. People, you know how many people you wish you could do that to? And then we got, you know, the tag team of Carter and Kat and Zaro with Miller. Uh, you got to give it to, as much as I love the idea of Cho walking in with a blanket, a binky, and stuff like that. Just an idea as an opening WWE. Um, I think this match is going to be the first match of the card. I think you give it to Miller, Catanzaro, and Carter to give the Catanzaro and Carter the motion into the women's side of the Dusty Cup going into February. I think they're going to build them up and to get them back into where they are because I think they're going to end up meeting uh, Portora, I'm sorry with names, and Hartwell versus Carter. I think those two tag teams for the women's side are going to end up in the finals. Like, if anybody's going to write in the comments that you can't pronounce names, I'll take it. So, um, what do you guys think who's going to win this three women tag? I don't so, think there's any way Amari Miller gets a win. They don't like to give her wins, so I choose whatever team she's opposite of. What about you, White? So, um, I th- think they're going to give it to. Um, uh, damn it. I'm bad with names too. Uh, Hartwell's team. Uh, uh, because uh, I think just based off of the story that I saw, you know, the segment I saw tonight, uh, they're the underdogs, you know, because they're like, oh, you, you're going to get her sort of, sort of thing. Like, uh, and so I, I think that they're going to pull, I guess, an, an upset. I don't even know who's feeling the face anymore. I don't know what this is. I think it's a match just to get the tag teams, like, an idea of who might be in the tournament on their ends. Mm -hmm. But I still think, you know, Carter and Cadenzar are going to be in the finals, and I think this is the time they give them the shine um, and give them opportunity. Now, I'm going to state this. These matches for these three matches are probably going to go in a two-hour show between 20 to 15 minutes and i think because it's the phenomenal one a j styles i think they're gonna end up giving him and waller at least 30 minutes or more because of how built up this is this feels more so like a main event takeover match or a high or main event smackdown match i'm not gonna mention raw this match is garbage but I think this is going to be a way to continue this. I think this possibly could end a DEQ, and if it doesn't, I think they're going to give it to AJ. Not to deter Waller, but I think it's going to end up in a DQ, and AJ wins it on the DQ. Because I think WWE wants to keep AJ in NXT a lot longer and have this go into Mania. Now, what I mean by Mania... Uh, TakeOver Mania, I think they're going to set this up as AJ's match for TakeOver. Waller will end up in the Rumble, start something else, and then AJ challenged Waller to Mania or something like that, and Waller accepts, and it it makes a big match implication. It takes Waller out of NXT. It's an NXT match on the card because this Mania, they didn't have one, and this puts AJ in a mania match that's already been worked on. It's long tail, it's long tail booking, but you can do it. But I think this is going to end up in a DQ and they're going to end up keep continuing this and they're going to make it where they touch 
it's going to be like I'll use it AEW first. It's going to be like it's going to be Omega and and Page, no Omega and Danielson, where they meet up, they don't touch for a while, they talk a lot of stuff. AJ comes back down in NXT after the Rumble, challenges them, they spread apart. Waller pops in and out of Raw periodically and stuff like that to egg him on, and then AJ just says enough is enough. I'll challenge you at Mania. That could be a possibility. I think for Mania, they go Edge and AJ. Um, I don't think Grayson needs to. I thought they were going to announce Grayson for Raw. I thought they were going to do this match on Raw. I thought it would make more sense. Um, I, I'm i not completely understanding why AJ's in NXT right now. I mean, it's working and he's getting good reactions and stuff like that, but it's not like super intriguing to me. I would rather see him in a better feud on the main roster. Um, I think they should have stretched out his Omos feud a little bit longer, too, to be honest, because it seems like they just killed that quickly. Um, I, I'm just biding my time until they get to AJ and Edge. I want it, and I think it's they can do it easily, and I think that would be their Mania match. I, I think AJ's match with Edge is not going to happen until SummerSlam. I think they need somebody. They need AJ to have somebody to build up in NXT. I think... Waller is that type of heel where he's like a borderline MJF kind of where he's superficial kind of thing. And AJ is just like that one person that just wants to put him down to be like, hey, you want to come after me? I'll put you down and put you in your place. And then AJ could just set that up. The other thing is, is that they need a main event for SummerSlam. I think AJ and Edge would be a SummerSlam main event match type thing. But Night, I mean, two, night if they don't have any um titles, if they have a title, that's the main event. Yeah, other than that, I think Edge, I think Waller and Styles would probably be a main a mania event, maybe the second match on the card on night one, if that and stuff. But I still think shenanigans are gonna happen. I still think it's a DQ. So what do you think? Why how's this match gonna play out? I guess not. He, it's not going to be out. He's trying to twitch his nose. It's kind of like. <laughs> He'll be back in a second. Well, either way, we're getting oh. to the conclusion anyways. Wyatt, can you hear us? <sighs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> I'm so frustrated. <laughs> um, so I, I think it's going to end in shenanigans, uh, like you said. Um because I think that they're, uh, from the way it seems, after that the Omos field or the whole him and Omos team and then them breaking up, I think that they're going to uh, keep him in NXT for a little bit. Um, so, and and uh, I guess I, I think that they might do him and Waller for Mania. Uh, they, might, they might keep AJ in there for a while, depending on how bad... Uh, uh. <laughs> I think that's like the eighth or ninth time that's happened. I'm sorry, guys. It, it always happens. You know, technical difficulties always happen when you're just starting out. So I don't know. You know, should we just end it? I don't know. I don't want to leave it hanging. Not two plugs. <laughs> All right. So I'll start mine. Come join me every Thursday night. We have the Wicked Crazy Pinfalls on YouTube.com forward slash throwback27. Also, Twitch throwback978. 
we talk about the week that was in wrestling. We have amazing people. Sometimes like Drew Nicholas pops in. Anakin JMT is usually there. Aaron Entertainment, the Aaron New World Order. Um, so many great people. We've had Chris Parrish from Love Wrestling on in the last couple of weeks. We have Spencer Love come in. We have so many great people. And overall, you know, check it out. Subscribe on that. Hit that. And we'll be there on Thursday. And also, you'll catch me here every week just knocking it down for the amazing people at bodyslam.net and the Roundtable podcast. Um, you know, hit me on the Twitter. It is right there, as uh, Ray Callahan would do. And then if you need anything, you know, come hit me up. I'm more welcome to talk to you. If you and I'm going to mention this because we do this on there on my stuff is that mental health is important. If there's anybody who needs to talk to anybody, just hit me up. I'm willing to listen, especially after the holidays. It kind of gets a little rough, and especially with COVID. Trust me, I got, I had COVID. It's not fun. Um, but other than that, we'll start with our amazing producer. Go ahead. Plug your stuff. Hi guys. I didn't even introduce myself. I'm Jay Shell. I'm co-managing editor at Body Slam. I'm also producer now, I guess. I wasn't supposed to be on the show, but I'm here today. Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Jason Nicole. I do a bunch of shows. I have a fantasy booking Friday show and an episode actually drops tomorrow of that. Um, I do a live Friday show, but we're on holiday break. So that'll be back up on the 14th. Uh, I do a show on Sunday called ADHD was with two of my best friends, Haley and Kylie also of body slam. And this week I have to eat a jalapeno pepper apparently, which is not nice. Haley ate an onion last week. So if you want to go back and check out that video, you can. Um, we have some cool interviews over there as well. We just did an interview with Janai Kai. I have a Shelly Speak series, and I got some cool interviews with some ROH guys coming out. Josh Woods, Rhett Titus, Kenny King, all the guys at SCP. I have some good stuff coming. So if you want to know more, you can follow me on Twitter, at Nicole, and I'll have all of the information over there for you guys. All right. And all I right. want to say is that she's awesome. Check out her stuff. It's always great. She's cool. I want to get on that that show that you guys do about fantasy booking because I would love to do that stuff. We'll make it happen. Yeah, make it happen, Captain, as they say up here in New England. Uh, <laughs> all right, Wolfie. All right. Let's see if uh, I can make it through this without it cutting out. So y'all can y'all can catch me on my Twitter at the at right there. And <laughs> yep, pray that we at least get this. Uh, I do editorials occasionally for obviously Body Slam, and uh, hopefully I'll get another one uh, soon. Uh, and then I do this show. I'm gonna be doing this show every week. And then I also am on the GCW post shows. Those have been really great so far. Dude, those uh, are crazy. I tell lots of things I'm not supposed to say because I do them at 12 in the morning. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, those have been great and. Uh, Great, funny enough, uh, we've had several uh, GCW people like acknowledge it <laughs> or acknowledge us. I actually had uh, um, Blake Christian. He retweeted one of my <laughs> one of my tweets, okay. so that was that was really cool. I was so happy about that. So yeah, definitely go check that out uh, if y'all haven't already. Go follow all the stuff that they these guys do. It's freaking amazing. Tomorrow, you better. And I've been on that. Trust me. Massachusetts time does not work with Portland time. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, go check out the post show for AEW. You have, you know, the franchise on there. You have Julian and Shane on there. Great stuff. I've been on there. It was fun talking to him about AEW last week. Go check out the Rampage show on Friday. Hell, 
I'll even plug my thing again. Come check us out at Wicked Crazy Pinfalls. You never know who might pop in. These two might pop in. You never know. But the best part about it is, is that we have the Roundtable Podcast here, and you go check out thebodyslam.net. I'm throwback. You got the, these two great people here with me, the Wolf and Gishel. All I got to say is I'll end it the same way. Do a good deed. Pay it forward. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Bye.